When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We sat down with the creator of Hog Football Chat, Anthony Schiffman, to talk about how the chat came about, learning and developing as a coach, networking, the pin and pull scheme, and developing relationships with your players. This episode was recorded at AFCA with special thanks to Catapult for giving us the space to sit down and talk with coaches. We're at the AFCA sitting down, talking ball with coaches and uh, sitting down with me is the creator of Hog Football Chat. So a lot of you know him from there, Anthony Shipman. So coach, great to have you here on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for sitting down with me. So for our guests who maybe aren't familiar with you, uh, maybe not, you know, not offensive line guys familiar with the chat, uh, just a, a little background on, on who you are. Yep. Uh, I know you got your start in high school ball, yep. but tell us a little bit about uh, how your career has progressed. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I, I, I got coaching a little bit late. I was late in the game. I, I wasn't right out of college like a lot of guys. I sort of went the, the private sector first and, and stagnant, didn't know what I wanted to do. And um, my, my position coach in, in high school, who was, uh, was the head coach at the high, same high school, reached out to me and kind of said, you want to come help out? You want to do this? This is, you know, I need somebody. You're looking for work. Let's let's do this, and that sort of got the snowball going. Where you know he saw he saw how I was with the kids. He saw how I was as a coach, and he basically said, "You should be doing this. Why are you wasting time? And, and let's work on getting your teaching certificate." And so um, that sort of got the ball rolling a little bit. Um, spent seven years there at, at Springfield High School, and then um, kind of went out and sort of played the the nomad game a little bit. Went to North Carolina for a bit, went to Tennessee for a bit, uh, was a head coach in Iowa, uh, and then that, that that got me to Lake Forest College, um, where I spent three years there, and then this past season at Elmhurst University. So, And somewhere along the line then, Hog Football Chat yeah. popped up. So where, where was that in the process? So that was in North Carolina. Um, that was, I, I, I can still remember the day I was watching... Um, I was watching Michigan State versus Baylor in a bowl game and started to, to follow along with the Texas high school football chat. And so uh, just kind of got on Twitter, really wasn't a big Twitter guy, just sort of used it a little bit here and there and started following along with that. And um, Jack Dingus reached out to me and we kind of said, hey, we should do we should do something for offensive. We were originally, so originally it was going to be offensive and defensive line. And we tried a defensive line chat and it bombed. And so we right away said, no, let's stick with the O-line. So, um, and that was, shoot, that was 2015. 
I think March of 2015 and, and we've been going ever since and, and it's been kind of it's sort of taken on a, a world of its own a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I, I think what's unique about those things that you develop, and, and I, I did a few chats um, early on. I was doing a lot of, of writing, obviously publishing books for coaches, and uh, I think through uh, uh, a lot of that, though, you started to develop this network where people recognize the name. Oh, yeah, you're, you're that right. guy. Um, how, how do you feel that's helped? Just develop your career a little bit in your network. It's, I mean, it's definitely helping my career. I, 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 I think it's one of the big reasons I got the job at Lake Forest. Honestly, was just because of, of, of that following, and, and it, and it helps. I mean, it, it's so good with being able to reach out to guys and, and network and, and, and just do all those things. And, and so many people participate, and then there's so many other people that always tell me, oh, I follow along or oh, I see it, and, and so it's just it, it's. It's some sort of kind of, you know, because jobs always change, and, yeah, and, and yeah. it's something where now it's that can be people recognize me from that, and that can be kind of what I'm I'm known for, I guess. Yeah, and I know in starting that, I mean, for me, why did I get into it? I wanted to share ideas, right? right. And I think when you go into it with that idea, I'm going to help coaches instead of, I mean, you know, in the digital space, people get in and make money, right? Too, which is okay. But I think the, the guys who do best are the ones who say, hey, I'm going to do something that just helps us. So you yes. have these situations, you know, what I, I, I've seen this go to, we still go to these clinics and we, we'll still sit down and watch videos for 45 minutes. But right. the, the micro learning situations, yes, I think you can pick up a lot from those. What, what have been some of the best things for you that you've learned I, that have helped you develop the yeah, that, football chat? Yeah, I mean, just, just being able to reach out, I mean, a lot of a lot of program building stuff, honestly, because you know we'll get into some different things, and we try to inevitably we're gonna you know we're gonna redo some topics and some questions. It happens. We've been doing it for sure. seven years, so there's gonna be stuff that that kind of gets you know redone. But um, a lot of a lot of culture stuff, a lot of program building stuff, and then every now and again there's gonna be a, a, a really good drill that somebody posts or a really good play that somebody posts that that I kind of. I'll, I'll bookmark that that tweet and go back to it later and try to kind of revamp it, rehash it a little bit for my own benefit. Um, but there's, I mean, shoot, there's, I always, and I, this is something I always tell guys when they go to clinics, you know, when young guys go to clinics. If you can get one thing, if you can take one thing from the clinic, it was a, a successful clinic. And, and my hope is that with the chat, if somebody can get one thing on a Monday night that they can, you you know, one coach gets one thing, it's it's been a success. Yeah. And, and that's always the important thing for me. You know, with these, and, and there are obviously are some popular ones. I think everybody points to Texas high school football chat. Chris does a, a phenomenal job yes. with that. But you know, and just thinking back, and and I, like I said, I did some of these in 2014, maybe. But I always thought that you know, being in a the video-driven world we are, et cetera, they, that they might not stick around. Right. But they've survived. There's some really good things going. What? Why do you think that is? I, I, to be honest with you, these are questions that I've asked myself and other coaches. I, I don't know. We try to, we try to kind of, we, we want to be different too and, and post some videos and do some things like that. But at the end of the day, it's guys just are okay with the questions. Uh, you know, I, I think it's just we've we've established ourselves enough. Um, and I know Texas does. He, Chris, I, I like to refer to Chris as the Godfather. Yes, he, he started all of it. Um, but he did such a good job, kind of just laying the foundation and building off of it. And, and that we we followed his model. I mean, right. honestly, when we started the Hog Football Chat, we followed his model. I, I can look back and I remember talking to him, saying, "How do you do it? You know, what's your process?" And 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 building that foundation, it's just become 
guys are so used to it right now. And, and, and you know, we're trying to trying to branch out, like I said, try to do some videos and try to do some some content, different content stuff with the chat itself. But at the end of the day, they're okay with us just going, you know, question one, go, you know, yeah. fire away. And, yeah. and so guys just like that. Yeah, definitely. Well, getting into some of the things you've done as a coach, uh, you just mentioned the, the culture building stuff that you've yeah. picked up. Uh, before we got talking, you really felt like just your ability to build those one-on-one -on -one relationships yeah. really is huge and really gets things started for you as, as a, a coach. You know, looking at that, what are some of the best things you learned early on as you're getting into the career to say, you know, th these, are, these are very helpful ways to build relationships with players? Yeah, I think one of the things that, that I don't know if I learned it or just kind of followed and watched along from guys that I've played for on all levels, but I try not to take myself too seriously. Uh -huh. I, I mean, honestly, it's at the end of the day, it's a game. Now, right. I know, you know, it's still jobs and it's still important to a lot of people, but it... The kids have to see that you're having fun too, I think. And, and if kids sure. can see that we're having fun as coaches, they're gonna have fun and it's gonna, you know, just kind of build from that. And, and so I think trying not to take myself too seriously has helped. Um, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's hurt some stuff too, but you know, just, just making sure that they can see that, yeah, I can take a, I can stop and I can smile and I can enjoy myself um, for what we're doing. And, and you know, it's not the end of the world if, if something goes wrong. It's not the end of the world if, you know, if we lose a game, it happens. Let's focus on the next on the next opportunity. So, um, just making sure that they can see that we're having fun yeah. really helps out. Yeah, I think coaching D three ball gives you some unique opportunities, and uh, you, know, you still have to win. Right? Yes. It's a situation. I mean, maybe we're not on TV, right? But there's uh, expectations. It's important to the college. Yes. Um, and. You know, the meetings can at times get, get pretty tense, you know, with coaches. Yes. But when you can get out to the field, to me, the, the, that was always the part of the day I could not look forward to getting on, on the field and into the classroom with the guys yes. enough. And especially now you build those individual relationships, right, then bringing that unit together, right? Yeah. That does make it fun for you, Absolutely. you know, after after you, you get those guys individually buying in, what are the keys to building that unit chemistry? Yeah, I think, I think you know, you hit the nail on the head, getting those guys to buy in first and foremost. Um, getting them to understand that whether you're, you know, whether you're a four-year starter or whether you're a freshman who's never gonna play, you're important. You belong in this group. Guys care about you in this group, you know, you know position group and the whole, the whole team group. Everyone cares about you. The coaches care about you. The coaches want to see you be successful off, you know, for Division Three, obviously, successful off the field. That's where you're, you know, that's the, we're, we're, all of our guys are going to go be professionals in something other than right. football, um, which is the cliche you've heard a thousand times. But making sure that they understand that they're cared for, um, that that their decisions are important, that we care about what they're doing on the field, off the field, at home, in the classroom, everywhere, and letting them know that. If they mess up, they're not they're not going home. You know, we're not cutting their scholarship. We're not doing anything like that. If they mess up, we still care about them. We're still going to help them get better. Um, and then, again, th th that once you start getting those guys that, especially for me, especially in the offensive line room, once you guys once they can get through that kind of uncomfortable first couple of days stage and, and realize that the guys are good guys and care about them, 
that's when that's when you really start to see the relationships build, and that's when you start to see the, the, the total buy-in to not just the group, but the whole team and, and, and everything, the community, the, the program yeah. itself. Yeah. So uh, those are those are you can really, as a coach, I'm sure you you know you can see it. I mean, you can it's 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 palpable. You can yes. see it, and and it's it's special when you, when you see it. Yeah, definitely. When you look at you know some of those best units you've you've coached, and you've had to bring them together. Um, what, what things you've, have you done to help create that identity? Because yeah. I think every in, in coaching offensive line, I mean, you know, you'll, you'll come up a little, you know, with whatever branding you might have. Like I know uh, at, at BW, uh, one of my offensive line coaches, they were the Pit Bulls. Right. You know, with it, there was a group, you know, before they kind of had a name. They just call themselves the Herd, right. and they kind of <laughs> were because you would see them migrating across campus in a herd all the time. Right. Always, you know. I mean, if you probably wearing shorts and sandals, shorts and sandals <laughs> in the winter. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if you didn't know these guys were football players, you'd be wondering what's right. what's wrong with this? Is this a cult or what? You know, what right. is this? But they would they would stay together tight like that. So for you, you know, what have been some of the things you've been able to do? I guess to to help them latch onto that identity. Yeah. They're going to build the relationships, right? But they still always, you know, have something with you know a brand, right? Right. What's, right. What, what have you done with that? And I think yeah, you, early on you have to find your identity and kind of. I always try to find like a motto or, or, or a quote or something that sort of we would build off of. And so um, my first year at, at Lake Forest, I think we were the meat mob. Um, and then we were ground and pound. And, and um, so trying to kind of get that, establish that. And then I always found that food helps, you know, go to, go to dinner, take them out, you know, try to, I try to sit with them in the cafeteria as much as I could yeah. and just try to, again, part of that relationship building, talk to them about, talk to them about not football. Right, you know, right. Sometimes they don't want to talk about football because it's all they get. And so talk to them about class, talk to them about their home life, talk to them about their girlfriends, you know, talk to them about those kinds of things. So um, that that was always big. Um, my wife, my last year at Lake Forest, made cookies every Thursday. And so that was something the guys would look forward to. You know, they, they'd always ask about cookies and everything. So it's, you know, it's it, there's so many different ways to do it. it it's It's, again, going back to what I said, as long as they kind of feel special, Right. Things are good. Right. Well, getting into the football side of things, uh, said pin and pull is something you get asked a lot about. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny, you know, I think back to through through my career, you know, there's you do get identified with, oh, you know, you, you're the stretch guy. You're right. the outside zone guy. <laughs> oh, you're the four verts guy. Right. Uh, and, you know, and they come back like, well, I thought you were throwing the ball all the time. You're running the ball all the time out. You know, honestly, I'm doing what's best for my right. kids. Right. Uh, and I'll go out and learn it and study the heck out of it. But, uh, you know, so, so pin and pull, though, is something you've become known for. Yeah. Um, what do you like about it? What's your favorite thing about that concept? Well, so pin and pull was something, actually, I was not real familiar with until my, my time at Lake Forest. And it was something that Coach Cat um, at Lake Forest kind of, he, he had found a way to, to kind of install it a couple of years ago. And, and it's sort of become their bread and butter a little bit. But um, I, I like getting it that it's, you know, we treat it as our outside zone, but it's a gap scheme. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it's a gap scheme. It's it's guys blocking down, guys pulling out and around, and and I. So I really liked last year uh, in the 2021 season because we could still cut out in space, and so it was always fun for me to kind of see that big roly-poly offensive lineman running downfield and, and, and chopping down a safety or a linebacker. But um, I just like the you know I like getting those guys out there. Um, it's it's old school football. I mean, at the end of the day, it's you know you go back to the old Packers sweep. It's, right. It's pin pull essentially. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. down down pull around, and so um, it's just it, it, in my mind, it's one of the purest 
purest football plays there is. Um, and, and really when you get those guys out there, those linemen pulling those backs, following them, it's just, it's, it, can be, it can be real pretty. Yeah, and it takes on a lot of, of different names. Um, yeah. You know, some people refer to it as box sweep. And true box sweep is, is the wing tee to me. Right. You know, misdirection player, you got someone running the trap, uh, someone uh, running the sweep and the, the quarterback you know, waggle away, right? right? <laughs> uh, trap, sweep, waggle. But um, pretty much, I think guys are referred to anytime you're pulling the, you know, both guards as the box sweep. Uh, but you know, our our rules allowed the center to pull. We kind of preferred him. We yeah. felt he was closer to the front side. He was athletic enough. Yeah. Let's get him rather than that backside guard and just let that guy cut off. Plus, how we really set up. You know, uh, there was one guard who was just always a little bit bigger for us. We didn't necessarily <laughs> want him pulling all the way around the horn. Right. So, so uh, you know, in, in your mind, what what helps you designate, um, and maybe it is, like I said, just the type of personnel, but who you're going to want to try to pull on these plays? How, I, how do you like designating Yeah, them? I think play to the strengths, because we were, we were very similar where we tried to pull guards, get the guards out, but again, like you said, one guard maybe isn't a great, isn't as good of a puller. Uh, you know, maybe the center is the better puller, and so we actually, again, Coach Cat and I, we looked back this past year in 2021. Uh, we looked back at the film and, and said, "All right, let's, we're 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 not getting the second guy there because he's he's so far behind. Maybe the down block's not great from the center, and so he's getting not getting depth. Why don't we just cut him? Let's cut that guy down. Our center's the better puller, anyways, and then and then do that. And so that's sort of how it evolved. But there's some there's some tape and I was just giving a clinic on this a, a couple weeks ago there's some tape my first year at Lake Forest in 2019 we pulled the backside tackle and he would beat the ball to the to the, wow. to the hole he was that athletic that fast and so again I always like to just say play to your strengths uh -huh. you know if, if, if your front side guard and your your center or your are your pullers do it if you're maybe it's your play side tackle maybe it's it's you know you're gonna pull him and cut somewhere else get your get your best guys out there play to their strengths and, and don't don't be so stubborn as a coach that you're trying to say, "Oh, it's got to be, it's got to be this, it's got to be this, it's got to yeah. be this." That you're yeah. that you're suffering as a, as a, a, a for the play. Right. Well, it's interesting too how how plays make their way into playbooks, into offensive systems, and why guys use them. And and I think the pin and pull, you know, you have to understand how it's going to fit for you. Right. And so I'll go back to you know my time at BW. We're running a lot of one back power. Um, we we like you know we would see some nine so that was easy to run one back <laughs> yeah. power but then we'd start to get the, the seven technique and have that guy falling in on the play and so we started using pin pull right right we would we would also run like zone away from it so we want that feel on that seven technique that our guys trying to reach him and, and uh, you know from the backside right. cut him off or whatever to keep him out there right if he starts fighting that to, to hold his gap. Uh, but truthfully, when we went to the pin pole, it was just a, such, such a good thing. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say we necessarily uh, checked a ton of it, but basically is if, if, if you were going to go inside or tight end with your, your right. defensive end, we're going pin pole and getting out there. And then we had three, three versions and uh, sweep, truck, and taxi. And all it designated, though, was how many people we were adding right. to it. Right. right? And who was... 
I think I think it, it had a lot to do, if I remember how we were doing, who was the wall player, right? Sometimes right. it was going to be, I think our taxi play was we would motion the Z in and have him crack inside right. our linebacker, so he would become part of it too, and that was the different names just to designate some of the players getting into it. But, but again, for us, that was the purpose, right? right? You see wide zone teams now actually having that as part of their toolbox tools too. So, you know, thinking about the purpose of the play, how you see it used, uh, what's your recommendations on, on figuring out how it's how it's gonna best fit for you? Again, I think it's it's who is your play to your strengths. Yeah. If you you know if if, if you if you if you're coaching if you got five offensive linemen who are big sturdy guys that can pass protect really well and, and block ISO but can't can't move don't pull them. Don't 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 try to don't try to put a, a square peg in a round hole. Right. Because you're just going to end up hurting the, hurting the team, hurting everyone else involved. Hurt, you know. And so just that's where the that's where the strengths of it come into place. That's why it was such a good play at, at Lake Forest, Division three school. You, you don't have six foot five, three hundred twenty pound offensive linemen. You've got five foot nine guys who weigh two forty, who are athletic, who you know. Can can get out there in space. Play to the strengths. Play to the strengths. Don't don't make it don't make it stubborn football where now you're 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 trying to force them to do something that they can't do. And and I think that's what you get some coaches that do that. Unfortunately, that I've always you, you know you kind of talk about. I've always done this. This is the way I've always done things. This is how we're going to do it. Well, then you're not successful. Right. Why are you not successful? Because you weren't able to adapt. Then that's the you know that's the the the, the big buzzword I guess is, is is you have to be able to adapt. Your, your scheme, you have to be able to adapt to your players, and, and it might change year by year, but if you've got those, I think you alluded, you said tools in your tool belt, if you've got those tools in your tool belt as a coach, where now you can change things up and, and not have to have a mass wholesale, wholesale you know, implosion, you're going to be successful, you're going to be okay, because those guys understand it and believe in it and, and can see the, the success from it. Yeah, we were, we were talking to, uh, and I can't recall who, who it was during the season, if it was on the Mushroom Society series we're doing or, or OC Office Hour, but we talked about, you know, especially for, for the zone teams, having some form of gap yeah. is such a, a, a relief on the center that you can't always expect the center for example, to reach all game right. Long, right? if you're a wide zone team. <laughs> right. And you do see uh, a lot of the wide zone teams now have this in their toolbox. And, and you can almost count on it watching some of the games like, okay, they're going to give the wide zone some time to get it going. Yeah. But if it's not going or if it does get going, you'll see pin and pull right. appear as the next thing in right. their, their attack. So um, just thoughts on that. What Have you seen that more and more people who are wide zone teams adding Pin and pull I, yeah, and I think because of what you said, it's an easy, it's another, it's an easy adaptable piece to it, where now they can get going and, and get that guy out there. And, and and you know, sometimes in the in the in the old um, in some of that wide zone stuff, you get those open bucket steps where they're almost pulling anyways to try to get that guy uncovered. So it's a natural progression for them to say, all right, you know what, bypass bypass this guy here and just get around the edge because they're they're blocked up. And so it, it's. It's there's pieces of it that can be adaptable, which is great, right, and right. then and then guys again just playing to the strengths. So, you know, looking at the play, and I think you you start to discover um, techniques that work a little bit better. Yeah. So, in, in your evolution of the play, your learning of the play, what you teach now, what are some maybe two or three key coaching points uh, for for uh, the pin and pull that 
will help get it going. Yeah, for, for me, I always talk about the down block. The down block has been always the most important piece. Um, it was something that my first year I, I kind of struggled with, just trying to find and figure out, all right, we're getting, we're getting a lot of guys scraping over the top, a lot of guys scraping over the top. And so I started to just talk, look, kind of look through some film, um, look through some clinic stuff, again, check, check, checking Twitter and hog football chat for some things. Um, but we used to we, we take we take that play side hand and we really crash down the near hip and that's been the yeah. biggest thing for us and so there's a couple I, again I've I've shown some clinic tape of it where we've got our, our real good uh, left tackle a couple years ago where he's almost putting his hand under the under the butt and lifting huh. and that that became that's one of the biggest coaching points I've had is is that that hard hip down block I don't. I don't care where the head goes. I know there's a lot of guys that'll probably look at me like I'm crazy. I don't care which side the head goes. That hand on the hip has been the most important important coaching point for me in the down block. Um, and then and then really just the, the other the other big coaching point I always I always try to to, to make sure guys understand is you're you're blocking a who, you're not blocking a, a why, you're not blocking a where. If you're if you're supposed to be blocking the mic, go block the mic. If you're supposed to be blocking the the Sam, go block the Sam. Don't worry about oh well he wasn't there. Find him. Go get him and find him. And so that's kind of one of the other things I always try to, to preach to guys is, is make sure they understand it's a who, not a where. Yeah. Uh, looking at you know, professional development, a big part of what you do, you have your hog football chat yeah. to help coaches develop. What advice do you have for coaches out there to really to maximize their growth in yeah. this game and in their learning? Yeah, I think, and we talked about it a bit. Don't don't be don't be intimidated by logos. You know, if there's a if there's a coach out there that does something you like, reach out to them. Find out how you can get in touch with them. You know, maybe it's not directly. Maybe it's through another coach. Maybe it's 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 randomly walking up to them at the AFC right. convention. Right. But reach out to those guys because there's a lot a lot of good people in this profession that are willing to help you out, um, that are willing to give you that information, that are willing to sit down with you and just you and him and talk football. And, and so um, those are those are super important pieces. Don't be don't be intimidated by that logo. Don't be don't be afraid to reach out to guys. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions and, and I think I think you'd be young coaches especially would be um, They'll be pleasantly surprised by by how many good people there are that are willing to help. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think you know the thing you have to remember, like in our, our digital age, where access has become much easier. Yes. Is you still have to build relationships. I think I see too many guys just want to go accumulate, uh, you know, content knowledge. Right. In you know. Oh, coach, can you give me this? Can you give, give me that? You know, guys sitting at the clinic, can I get your PowerPoint? Like, right. the best thing I heard was James Franklin on a clinic. He got that question, coach, can I get this PowerPoint? It's like, do you want our stuff? Come to Penn State. Right. Develop a relationship with us. We'll give you everything. Yeah. And I think that's it. We still have to keep that in mind. So while, you know, that has become easy, it still is about the relationship. Yes. And if you truly want to get the answers, if you want to get the good stuff, spend some time on that relationship. Yeah. Right? And guys will get to know you. I mean, one of my favorite stories Bob Wiley always tells is how, as a high school coach, he's coaching high school. He starts at Pop Warner. He's coaching high school. He reaches out to Jim McNally, you know, wanting to get some information. And right. I mean, and the rest is history. I mean, right. you know, Bob's those uh, guys are legends. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, a legend in the game now with those guys and. But it's exactly that. He wasn't afraid to reach out because those guys will share. And right. Jim still will share. I mean, if you oh, want to get on yeah. the phone with Jim, yes. he'll talk to you for hours. Yes. So, uh, um, and he's still on top of the game and learning all this stuff. Yes. And I think we had him on the Cool Clinic, uh, you know, the, the first virtual one we did. And he's got little videos of him, like, 
blocking the, the clothes hamper in the, he'll, in the bathroom. I mean, he'll talk, and that's what I, I, I love. I love watching him coach and talk about because it's he's got such a passion for the. I mean, he'll talk. He'll talk for an hour and a half on one double team. Yes, and 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 it, and it's interesting. That's yes. the part. It's not you're not you know you're not nodding off. You're not falling asleep. You're invested in that hour and a half that he talks about one down block or one double team, and it's 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 awesome. And that's a guy who's you know he's a consultant now and works with with teams a little bit, but still actively learning and developing the game. Yes. At, at his age, that's how much there is to this too. So oh, yeah. to think that okay, I've 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 got all this knowledge, or I, I you know I got all my video library now, and I got it figured out. Maybe this year you have it figured out, right. but it's going to keep changing. You have to stay on top. Of it. Right, and it's it, and that's again adapting. It's it's ever evolving. It's ever adapting, and, and just because you ran a play week one doesn't mean you're going to run that same play the same way week two even. And, right. and it's it's always changing. That's 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 what I love about it, truthfully, is, is yeah. that there's always something new. There's always something, somebody to talk to, and, and it's just, it's that's what makes it special. You know, the, being at the AFCA, it's always cool to walk around and, and you say there's, there's always something new. And, you know, uh, the, the technology side of the game that's coming into this, I yeah. think, opens up so many more uh, avenues into understanding the game, learning about the game. Yeah. Um, you know, we're sitting here at, at the Catapult booth and player data, right? And yeah. What you could do with that is is amazing. And, and with any new technology, I mean, there's always the guys who, I'm, you know, they want to rely on this is what I always did. But I think it's, you know, you look at how the game progresses now, it really moves quickly, yeah. right? In, in this era where, you know, you had to travel across the country maybe to sit down and talk to somebody to learn to pin and pull. Yeah. Uh, even 10 years ago. Yeah. Now all that's instantaneous, but but now the other data that you start to get to learn about the game and what's effective, you know, as you look at some of that and, you know, what's not on the horizon, I mean, it's right here. Uh, it's becoming very, very affordable across every level. Yeah. Um, how, do, how do you see that affecting the game, especially in terms of offensive line development? I, I mean, it's just... I don't know if it's necessarily. I mean, it's definitely a good thing. It's 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 definitely a good thing because it's it's it's. I think at the end of the day, it's just it, it makes it easier for guys to be coaches. It makes it easier for guys to understand what we're doing, to understand what we're teaching. You know, if if I'm going through a drill and I'm confused about something, or maybe I don't, and we kind of talked about it before, maybe I don't know what what the drill is supposed to be. I can go reach out to whoever it is and and, and find out about it. You know, I can get on on. I can get on YouTube and, and, and search something. I can get on, on Huddle and find something. I can get on any any app now and find something. Find about the, the, the why about it, the you know, the, the nuts and bolts of it if you want. Um, and I think that's just that's the that's the best part about it, in my opinion, about the game right now is that it's it's so open. It's so and I think I don't know if it, if three or four years ago, if it, if it was that way, you yeah. know, there were still a lot of coaches that were doing it. But I think honestly, and I, I hate to, I hate to praise the pandemic, but it moved that, things ahead. Yeah, I mean that that when that happened, and 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 there were, and you get guys like like Justin Grandinetti who was doing those free clinics, and you get coaches who were just so open to to everything and and anything. I mean, it really, again, it talked, I talked about this being a special profession. It really kind of put it over the top with that, about guys just being good guys and, and trying to help everyone out. And, yeah. and, and that, 
you know, you start to see again, you start to see all those apps and all the, the you know, the communication pieces, guys tracking nutrition and tracking sleep patterns and tracking all this stuff. And, and so it's, it's kind of everything's right there now. Well, I think the, you know, if you can embrace the tools that are out there that are help giving you this data, to me, it's always, you know, always goes back to the player. Yeah. Why do I do it, do this? Why, why am I learning this? Why am I putting time maybe in investing in some of these things? Because it's the best for the player. It's what's going to make him better. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, that that you can give him, um, you know, at your absolute best, give him all the information he needs to make him better. I mean, yes. The experience for him, he's going to leave the game, like you said. All these guys, ball ends for everybody at some point. Yes. But it's it's going to really add to the value of that experience for them and how it builds their future. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know if. If they can go out, if they can leave their experience in football and, and really have a smile on their face and really value the, you know, the, a the relationships they built, uh, you know, b the, the, you know, the information they've they've taken in and, and just the the hopefully the fun times they've had, then then we've done our job. So um, as we finish up here, uh, what's what's going to happen here with Hog Football Chat in 2023? <laughs> what are the plans? Uh, you know, kind of status quo. We're, we're hopefully going to do our clinic here in a couple couple months. Um, last year we we, we we didn't have one because because of, of COVID, obviously. And then the year after we, we played in the spring, so we were not able to do it. So last year we were able to get it back in person. We were real happy about that. And then hopefully this year we can kind of get it back back springboarded again. But other than that, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna have some fun on Monday nights and, and talk about offensive line and. And uh, you know, get get some coaches, learning some information, and, and networking a little bit. Awesome. We'll have to have. Uh, we'll put the information out there when when you do figure out when that clinic's going to yes, be, and yes. make sure we share that. So, looking at all the things you do, coach, um, on or off the field, and I, I think I know what your answer is going to be. But what would you say is the one thing that gives your guys, your players, the winning edge? I think we talked about a bit the relationships. I think those guys, the guys that I coach, whether I coached them last season or in 2007 my first year they know that I truly care about them and, and that if they need something if they need anything I'm, I'm you know a phone away a phone call away a text away anything and, and I'll, I'd be willing to do anything for those guys and and I think understanding those relationships that's that's what's that's what I really value that's what I really enjoy the most about the game and for our listeners who don't know uh, give them your Twitter handle yeah. so they can follow it so Twitter handle is at coach Schiffman uh, s-h-i-f-f-m-a-n um, I am on there probably way too much, uh, but you can reach out to me. You can shoot me a message. I'll get back to you. Um, love talking football with anybody. Love getting on a Zoom. Love getting, you know, sitting at a, at a whiteboard and talking football with anybody that wants to talk it. Yeah, well, thanks for taking the time to talk with us Thank here you. today at FCA. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you again for listening to the Coach and Coordinator podcast. Be sure to check out all we're doing at coachandcoordinator.com. Check the show notes both in the description and there to see related episodes like our talk with Texas High School football chat creator Chris Fisher, as well as a sit down we had with Georgia Tech Director of Applied Sports Science, Ryan Horton, and now assistant at Florida, Yusuf Shakir. We have a lot more great interviews with coaches and those close to the game coming your way. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.